Welcome back, baby faces. Victor Villain here. Let's see who's making the way to the ring. It is RJP Savage. Pretty chubby flaco. Dímelo, mi gente. Ooh, and it's that time again. You already know what it is, man. It's time to shoot the ish. And this time, let's talk about them. Whether it's Defy, All Pro Wrestling, or PCW, or now even MLW, the man is on top of the tag team division with his boys from the Warbeast, former NWA heavyweight champion. Oh my God, give it up to the almighty Sheik, the man himself, Joseph Samael. How you doing? Oh man, that's a hell of an intro. Thanks, guys. How you doing? <laughs> Only the best. Try. For the best. You make me feel good, man. Thank you. Only the best with the leader of Contra. Come on now. Woo! The leader? Listen, oh, we going there already? Listen, I'm, I'm going to start off by saying thank you because every time I hear Contra, it brings me back to Super Nintendo. I just, <laughs> nostalgia hits me from all directions. Up, up, down, mean? down, right, left, right, left. <laughs> yes. B-A, B-A. <laughs> Listen, the calluses on these fingers is for a reason. Oh, man, that, that game was fire, man. That was Hell fire. yeah. Yeah. Oh. Absolutely. So talk to us, man. How you doing? Thank you for being on, man. We're big, big fans. As yes, thank us, you. Thank he, you. Heel, heels pops and chair shots. We, we love the heels. So, oh, man. Uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm feeling good, man. Things are good. Uh, I've been real busy. Today was a real big news day for me. Mm. Um, I got a lot of projects coming up. I got a, a, a lot of things popping, a lot of irons in the fire, if you will. And uh, things are just looking good, man. Uh, it's, I've been working in wrestling for 22 years, and it's, mm. it's just uh, it's nice to still be relevant and still be wanted and not kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> relevant is an understatement, my friend. Oh, thank you. Thank I, you. I'm just glad I'm not seeing you around fire as much anymore, man. <laughs> Listen, and, and we gotta we gotta start things off in the right way. We gotta say, Joseph, congratulations on resigning with MLW. Oh, congratulations! Yeah, thank you very much. That was congratulations. Congrats. A bit, that was a thank you so much. That was a bit of a process. Uh, you know, we signed on with MLW uh, last year, and we had a two year deal, and uh, it's just worked out so well that. Uh, we renegotiated and we did a contract extension. So, so all parties are, are really, really happy with the the business arrangement. So, uh, wow. yeah, we we couldn't be more happier being being with MLW. It's a uh, it's a nod to the old school. It's mm. it, it's a it's a company that that still does proper professional wrestling booking. So, uh, I'm okay. a big fan of that. You know, does it well too. And there's a little yeah. bit more than you're leading on to with that contract, buddy. Yeah, yeah. a little bit of uh, some flexibility and some opportunities yeah, are arising, right? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I've I've been around for a long time, and I've pretty much worn every hat in professional wrestling. I'm promoter, booker. I mean, I get the building. I'm a travel agent. I agent talent. I I uh, force. I, I I do things overseas. I I I make bridges between international companies. I wow. I agent talent everywhere, and so so yeah, so. I, I've always tried to be very useful uh, in the business because I'd be more valuable. So, you know, it's just 22 years of all these things that I've learned along the way from all the mentors that I've had along the way. And I just mm. listen, listen to people that made money and uh, they, st they st Smart. steered me the right way, you know, and, and a lot of the young guys today, they don't want to listen to the veterans 
Um, they think they know, mm. but you know, it, it, it's, it's, you got to really find somebody that fits you, somebody that's looking out for you, somebody that doesn't have any motivation to hurt you. And they really mm. want to help you. And, and if you can find these people, uh, you sit under the learning tree, man. A lot of these guys will tell you everything. They'll lace mm. you up they'll let you know what's what, you know, that's awesome. So, so who was that mentor that, that along the way really just solidified that, that role for you? Who was your wrestling well, dad? So, you know, I, I was always under the impression that if you wanted to be the best, you go to the best. And Kevin Sullivan is somebody that basically is the only guy in the world to ever beat Vince McMahon at the professional wrestling business. He beat him mm. for 83 weeks. Mm. So, in uh, a row. yeah, in a row. So, you know, Shooting Kevin was shots. Yeah, he was responsible for the NWO. He was responsible for Goldberg. He was not responsible for the deconstruction of Goldberg. Uh, he was responsible for a lot of the good that went on at WCW, a, a lot of the reasons why WCW, uh, uh, you know, along with money and talent and, and everything, they, why they did go up in the ratings. So Kevin Sullivan really taught me how to, how to book a card properly. He taught me how to, how to place matches properly. He taught me, you know, the hows, the whys, the whens. Um, also Terry Funk, uh, Terry Funk, wow. you know, his father, Dory Funk, taught Eddie Graham. And he also taught Terry and he taught Dory Funk and uh, he also taught Eddie Graham and Eddie Graham taught Kevin. So, so basically I'm from that tree, that same wow. lineage. Wow. Um, and then, breed. yeah. And then when I was a lot younger, I used to always, you know, I wanted to learn about promos. So I would always talk to Jake, the snake Roberts and he would teach wow. me how to pause, how to, how to, where wow. to get, you know, uh, knowledge from, where to get lines from, how to do stuff, how to stay relevant, how to, you know, just, just basically, you know, lace me up on all things promo and then some. So, so yeah, so all these guys, and then everybody I ever wrestled, every country I've ever been to, every office I've been attached to, there's always somebody. And I, I just like to listen and, and learn, you know? Wow. You know, it just connected the dots for me because when I do watch you, um, you know, successfully pulling off a promo, the mm -hmm. one thing you definitely do is you look straight into the camera. Yeah. And like, it almost seems like you're making eye contact with the viewer. Mm -hmm. um, and that's something that, that Jake the Snake was phenomenal at. And so sure. I, I just, it just, it just hit home right now. Yeah. It's something yeah. I've enjoyed very much with your work. And now it's just, you just brought the two together. I'm like, holy shit. I mean, I, I, I got to believe it in, in order to get the audience to connect to it. So, so connection with the audience is the most important thing. So if it's working, which it feels like it is, and, and, and from the feedback I've been getting and the experience I've had for all the years that I've been doing it, it's just now I'm on a platform to where I'm, I'm on a television uh, that's readily available. So, I mean, I've done Puerto Rican television. I've done, you know, some, some uh, samurai TV in Japan, and I've done mm -hmm. some regional stuff in the States and, and, you know, mainly the Southeast uh, region with Sunshine Network and stuff like that and, and, and little TVs here and there. But now I feel like I'm on this platform that's so readily available. It, you know, it's on BN Sports. It comes on on YouTube. Uh, and, and uh, you know, the people are it, I, I'm starting to to my brand is starting to get into people's, uh, you know, wherever they watch something, their computer, their homes or whatever. So I'm starting to find fans uh, at this point of my career, which is really cool and really interesting. And, and I'm just, I'm just loving it, man. I'm just on the ride with everybody else. And I'm just, I'm just trying to continue to stay relevant and figure out how to connect more and how to add layers and, and just try to always have something, you know, up my sleeve.
It sounds like you're doing just that, man. Just that with with all the hats you you wore, actually, in your career, man. And I see, I saw you running shit at the PCW Summit too. That video, there was a video of you um, holding it down there, man. You you did your thing there too, and. Listen, man, it, it's hard work. It, it, yeah. It's not easy. And, yo, it, it says a lot. It says a lot that yeah. you can manage to do your your date your, your, your day-to-day and then still perform out there for these people and still wear the other hats as, as a boss and all that. It, not only that, but to, yeah. get, to get all those talents to agree to perform on that event, I mean, that was a big ass. That was amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and we, we've got a lot of you know, it's all a matter of doing good business. And, and, you know, when two companies come together or two talents or, or, or two people or two businesses, whatever it may be, you know, they both agree to shake hands. And if both parties feel like they got a good deal, they're going to agree to come back and shake hands and, and do business again. It's like wrestling for the longest time, everybody was guarding what they had, you know, and they didn't want anybody to eat off their plate and and they, they just, they wouldn't share. It's just a different world now. And it's, it's opened up. That's part of the modern era of wrestling that I really enjoy is the fact Mm. that you are able to collaborate. It's like, it's like mixtapes. Like you're able to, to, you know, to zip around with all these other talents and companies Mm -hmm. and guys under contract. I mean, you might start seeing me and Fatu sliding around to different companies and uh, things Mm. to get Really, oh, really amazing. interesting. Yeah. Oh yeah, my yeah. God. Yeah, really interesting. Um, in, in 2020 for for us, early that's Christmas present, folks. <laughs> funny, you, funny you say that, Joe, because you know you never really did lose those 10 pounds of gold. Hey. So, well, well, can uh, I expect to see you creeping up on you know in Georgia anytime? Mm. I will never, ever, ever wrestle again under the NWA banner. Um, oh. It's something, yeah, it's something that, uh, you know, I did. I conquered it. Uh, I had a very bad taste in my mouth for the company. The company went through a couple different um, yeah. regimes. And, okay. you know, the current uh, regime, I'm, I'm, I'm not really too keen on. Uh, okay. so, so, yeah, so you'll never see me there. Um, okay. I will be with a lot larger companies um nice um you know because uh you know i do like billy corgan billy corgan's a friend of mine um so anything billy does i would really really like to support um unfortunately just other people involved in the company there's there's just there's just uh nothing that can be reconciled Okay, wow. I mean that's wow. unfortunate to hear, but hey, that that stuff happens, man. You know, for you sure, for sure. Move on, and you gotta, yeah, like, you're gonna have enemies in this type of a business. You know, you're yeah. gonna have you're you're not. There's nobody that walks through and 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 has a career and and doesn't make any enemies or, or doesn't have people hating on them or you know. You just gotta understand what ingredients you have to work with and make the best, uh, you know, make the best meal with with what you have. So I think I've been able to do that, and I think they've been able to do that. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think we'll, uh, we, you know, you never say never would, in this business, but it would, never, would, you, it would be safe to say that you had an experience on like you learned from Kevin Sullivan within that uh, company. Um, you know, Kevin and I speak daily. So everything wow. that I, that happens to me or anything that I do in wrestling, uh, uh Kevin is counsel. So, mm. um, so we nice. discuss everything and, and, you know, we trust each other and immensely and uh 
you know, just learning from Kevin. Yeah, of course, anything that, that I, that's happened to me in my career within the last 20 years is, has been, you know, pretty much influenced by Kevin's teachings. I mean, that's where I come from. You know, I, I come from that learning tree, you know. You also mm -hmm. did some work with uh, the Blackhearts, right? Yeah, so so uh, Dave Johnson was in, was was a Blackheart, uh, and so was Dave Heath, uh, yep. who's Gangrel. And you know, interestingly enough, me and Jacob Fatu didn't know each other. Well, it, it, you know, he he's only been in the business for about five or six years, and I've I've been in for so long. But interestingly enough, Dave Heath Gangrel had a big hand in training Jacob, and then oh, Dave Johnson nice. had a big hand in training me. So it's kind wow. of funny that. We That's, ended up um, linking up, yeah, and then and we had both been trained by the Blackhearts. So, and the Blackhearts were trained by uh, the old uh, old man Boris Malenko, Dean Malenko's yes. dad. Yes, yes, yes. That's yes. awesome. Who was yes. a master, a master of that psychology lineage, right there, Jesus. Mike? Yeah, God. it's how like yes. you come Mike out of the, the the Belichick tree and shit. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's just so many connections. It, yeah, it's just it's it's um you know it's a link to that old school. I'm in a real interesting space because. I came up uh, in the late nineties. So I still like when I first, my first, you know, place to go to TV was Puerto Rico and it was still a territory. We were wrestling uh, four or five nights a week. So I kind of came in at that tail end where I still got to live that lifestyle of, of wrestling, you know, in a territory in that sort of a system. So I've got a foot in the old school and then I've got a foot in the new school because I've experienced, you know, everything since Not then. Not many people can say you know, that. Yeah, it's a really interesting space. So I can speak the language, you know, of, of this day and also I can be right at home with the legends. So, oh, so I, I'm like a kind of like a bridge. So that's really been, you know, my secret sauce, you know, because I, <laughs> I can. Yeah, because, you know, it's just I see things from multiple vantage points and then compounded with you know, running shows for so long and dealing with talent. And I see things from the perspective of a promoter, of an owner, of a booker, of a talent. So I'm kinder to promoters when I know that they don't have a lot of money and, you know, they, they can't get me that luxury uh, rental car or they can't, you know, so I understand where things are, are, are coming from. So it, it makes me easier to do business with. It's, and wow. That's incredible incredible uh, luxury to have yeah. in this business one question for you did least. you did, did you come up with the name joy machete <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 and that was before the movie yeah. Uh, so, uh, oh, the machete. machete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so you got Trejo got to talk to you about some shit. Huh? Yeah, right. You know what I mean. He owes me something. So, so machete, what kind of what kind of happened with that is uh, when when me and I was in a tag team early on, and and when me and my partner broke in, you didn't have the luxury of really naming yourself. Well, we didn't anyway because we came we came out of Florida. It was really old school, and uh, you know they would just throw an uh, throw a gimmick on you. So. I mean, it was as dumb as, oh, you work in a bank? Okay, you're the banker. Oh, you're, the, you know, it, it was, it was really, you know, it, it was weird. And so for some reason, uh, they saw me and the guy that came, they, we came together. So they automatically made us a tag team because that, you know, his perception was reality. And then, uh, my partner did work in a bank and he was really big. He was six <laughs> foot three, six foot three. 325 pounds so oh, he made man. us yeah he made us into a stock market team so we were basically like big bubba right <laughs> oh my god so I, I was always pretty good at marketing so i was like okay well if somebody sees us 
then if somebody sees us, I, I always knew that I had to be connected through the music, through the look, and through the name. So I thought they called us all these dumb names. One night they called us the Market Crashers. So I was like, okay, that at least has some it has something to it. Like they were calling us the stock market, the market exchange, all these silly oh, names. No. It just didn't really, you know, and it sucks when somebody puts something on you and you don't feel it, you know? Yeah. So, so they put us, they put the market crashers on us. So I, I said, okay, well, if we're going to be the market crashers, we're going to have a briefcase. We're going to have suits. We're going to look the part. And then if this sounds hokey as hell, but I was NASDAQ and my partner was Dow Jones. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm talking, I'm talking these wrestlers, so you, right? You committed, what was you the committed full. What yeah, was the full. The, uh, it was Black Monday, which was the, the stock market. <laughs> hey, man, you commit, you commit. So oh what happened God, was, honey. is See, that but, really... But that I could dig, though, because yeah. if you're going to commit, commit all the way. Yeah. Right, you know? so, so, so you see us you know, on the poster, the market crashers, you see, you see it in print. You don't see the picture. You automatically know who we are. When we come out, we got the look, we got everything. And also we constructed this gimmick and we put everything into it. So the old timers would see us and they, they, it resonated with them. So we got work. Like we got sent to Puerto Rico by, we, we wow. were working with John Tenta, the earthquake. And then uh, he sent us with the, wow. with the bushwhackers and then nice. the bushwhackers sent us to Puerto Rico with Carlos Colon. So it wow. worked. You know, so then, and are you trying to we, tell me? Are you trying to tell me that Leonardo DiCaprio has to owe you credit too for fucking Wolf of Wall Street? Is that what you trying to tell yeah. me? Yeah, man. I'm fucking <laughs> Everybody owes me money, man. Everybody owes me money. Oh man. So Jesus. So, so later so, on, we tried to street it up a little bit because we weren't really feeling it. So we turned mm, it to black market, and that's uh, where Joey. That's where Joey Machete came in. Gotcha. And, Sha and Sean Murphy. So we are the same guys. We just changed the name to update it to the 2000s and to make us feel a little more comfortable. Okay. Did anybody, now, did anybody think you were Latino when you were in Puerto Rico? You know, yeah, they did. It, it's weird because I can pretty much go to most places in the world and I can kind of fit in. I'm kind of racially ambiguous. I could have sworn you were. Like, yeah. So I still so think you're Dominican. Anything like that or, or, you know, anything Middle Eastern or I, I could really, uh, you know, if I'm in New York, people talk to me different. Like it, it just depends on where I'm at. Uh, only in Japan, I stand out. They, they, they're uh, like, you're definitely not from here. So what are you, what are you then? So I'm, I'm uh, Sicilian ah. and, uh, and my, uh, I had some, some, uh, 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 relatives from Libya as well. Oh, nice, so, nice. Yeah. Ah, so, okay, so, that's cool. So, yeah. So, so that's where Sicily is. It's like, it's like if you can, if you're looking at mm -hmm. the map, you know, Sicily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's the boot. Um, yes, yes. Love it, really, man. Yeah, yeah. And right across is 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 Libya. Right across the Mediterranean Sea. You know what's oh, crazy, awesome. Joseph? Be being in Italy, man, I, I feel uh, like a comfort, like I haven't felt in any other place besides like the Dominican Republic, right? And, yeah. and I think the colonization has a, a, a reason behind that, but uh, being out there just felt like home. It felt comfortable, man. It's it's a, they just want to feed you. They just want to yeah, feed you. Yeah, <laughs> Take care nice of you. Vibe, yeah. man. Everybody's chill. Everybody's sure. just about enjoying their the moments, you know. Yeah, yeah, totally. They they have a different way of life down there. They have a you know they they go for a nap. They have a big big lunch. Then they go to sleep. Mm -hmm. Then they go back to work later. It's just a different lifestyle. So yeah, it's cool, man. It's cool out there. Now, Joseph, I have a question. Um, being that you were your ring name before was Almighty Sheik, the Sheik Two. Did you have any like tie ups or connections with the original Sheik, 
or was he an inspiration role model growing up? So, so yes and no. So, so, uh, when my partner decided he did, we were doing the black market deal. He decided he didn't want to continue on with wrestling. Um, mm. I was like, okay, well now I'm going to be half of a tag team. Like I didn't want to be, I didn't, cause I was the smaller guy in the team. So, and we were in main events. So I was like, well, how am I going to continue being the main event wrestler? And I was always pretty sadistic in the ring. Um, mm. So I was a fan of Bruiser Brody. I was a fan of the original Sheik mm. and Abdullah the Butcher and all that. And I had kind of cut my teeth in, in Puerto Rico, which was a very bloody territory. Very. Um, uh, and there's a lot, I mean, a lot of history of Bruiser Brody. Uh, Abdullah was down there and, and yep. all these maniacs. So, uh, <laughs> so I mean... I, I, I decided to, uh, a friend of mine was doing a show that, that had, uh, he said, it was kind of like a, an ode to hustle in Japan where wrestlers mm. were doing different gimmicks. And we were at a place that we didn't have our normal fan base. It was a bot show at a Cuban club. And um, so I tried out this sheet gimmick. And I was, it was just a goof. I was just, you know, trying to, you know, figure things out because my partner was retiring. And it worked. So once I figured out it worked and I wanted to actually put it into, into motion, I went to Sabu out of respect and I asked Sabu if I can do it. And Sabu gave me the blessing to do it. So, wow. um, and oh, then later awesome. on I, I updated it to the almighty Sheik because I just thought it was, um, extremely arrogant. It was a, it was a nice way to get heat without even trying. Um, mm. so, so it was kind of, it was, it, the table was already set pretty much before I walked out with, with that name. And then the, the music was so ominous. The style was just so vicious and brutal, and and it, it worked a lot. I made a lot of a lot of good money, and, and did a lot of tours, and 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 really, uh, you know, made a living with with that gimmick for a, a really long time. So it definitely is is something that's, that's really special to me. Ah, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Those boots, man. How comfortable are they, really? <laughs> oh, they're great. My my boots are my boots are like I, I get really good boots. So with that curl I mean, thing on the top. Yeah, yeah, man. They're, they're co I mean, it, my foot doesn't go up in the curl, brother. I mean, yeah, no, 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 no. I think I think the, the way it is, uh, and stuff, or like, does it like bother you? I don't do. Delusional. I don't do many moves, man. I just I'm a heel, and I was brought into the business that heels don't do anything flashy, you know. Mm. So. So, you know, I don't drop kick. I don't, I don't, you know, I, I start punching guys. I don't, I don't let baby faces initiate punches on me. I don't, I don't do drop kicks. I don't do flashy moves. I don't do anything that a kid's going to say, yeah, that's cool. You know, mm -hmm. um, I keep it real dirty. I keep it real brutal and I keep it, uh, sloppy by design. So it looks like a fight and it's, it's just my style that, you know, nobody really wants to do because everybody's trying to get pops and I, I'm just pretty comfortable being a heel so i i like staying in that lane you know i i and, and if everybody's yeah if everybody's coloring out of the lines and getting out of that lane let them and and i'll just stick <laughs> i'll just stick to it you know because it's always been my uh, you know a, a big chunk of my success well my good man i will i will tell you this when i saw what you did to hijo de la parka bro i was <laughs> concerned <laughs> I had to look up, is he hurt? Is he arrested? Like, is Selena really calling the crew? Because, yo, like, it, it was brutal. It's one of the most brutal things I've seen, the like, performances I've seen. And, Thank you. And that's and, a testament and, to you, like, investing and being believable, man. Yeah. That's that's everything. I mean, if you notice about the matches, is we didn't really have anything. 
So it was really, how do you make kicking and punching interesting for, you know, you know, almost eight minutes. So, so, you know, and, and, and that's, you really go to believability when you, when you, that's, that's the best tool to have there. And if, again, if, if I'm being brutal and I'm believing what I'm doing, then it's going to, it's going to translate to the fans, hopefully. And, 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 you know, we had sirens in the back. It was just, that was just Mexico. That was just, the, <laughs> that was just the ambiance. We were just lucky enough yeah. to see it at that time. So it, it, it made a very dangerous uh, atmosphere, which that's where I thrive. You know, mm. I like bringing danger back to professional wrestling. I think it needs it. I think scaring people, emasculating men, scaring females. <laughs> I think that's a, yeah, I mean. Yeah. I always thought, uh, you know, a heel just just walking out and telling a lady she's fat is just is just lazy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it's, it's it, I, I don't yeah I don't I don't subscribe to that. I mean, you know, I, I I don't know too much about the you know cheap heat, good heat, but I just do what I do. I know what works for me, and 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 you're right, it it is considered cheap, and and I just like to uh, I like to evoke a real emotion. If you mm. emasculate a man in front of his friends, mm. you pull his chair, you take his drink, man, they get hot, man. They get real oh. hot. I've, oh. I've been attacked like 15 times you know, <laughs> really? in my career. Yeah, dude. Like and, from, uh, from other wrestlers or like No, fans? from fans. From fans. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Fans. So, yeah, so, so have you ever had to smack a fan? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> a lot. Tell us about the worst situation. Come on. Uh, well, one of the most dangerous situations that I kind of diffused really quick. I was in a border town in Texas and I was wrestling Carlito and, and uh, this old man was coming towards me and he had a ring on his finger and he punched me right in the face. And the crowd was, there was no security and there was a lot of people and they were drunk and they were all Mexican and I was wrestling Carlito and I was beating the hell out of them and they were pissed so the best way for a heel to diffuse that is to get the baby face back up. This way it calms everybody down. So he punched me in the face and Carlito asked me, you want me to let you go? And I was like, no time. Holy uh, shit. But another, I was in Chicago and this guy, I was, you know, I was pulled a chair out of the audience and I went to hit the baby face with it and the fan grabbed it and he started wrestling. And he was a big guy and he started wrestling the, the chair away from me. And he pulled it out because he, he he grabbed it from I was behind and I put it over my head and he like pulled oh. it. So he took it from me. So I turned around and before he could hit me with it, I put I pulled it back from him and we were kind of playing tug of war with it. And then you know it might have slipped and like caught him right in the face and split Ooh. him wide open. But I don't know about that. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> But you know what I mean? It's like it's sometimes, real, folks. It's real. Yeah. So, so, ah, sometimes, work. yeah. Sometimes stuff like that could happen. I'm not saying it did, but sometimes things like that could possibly happen. Hey, it's why we signed a waiver as fans. It's okay. Yes, that is true. Man, what's wrong with people? Like you said before, you make enemies uh, yeah. with in this business. But who wants to make enemies with the guy who had scores? <laughs> shoved to his head in a tag team match. Like, wh- why? Uh, why, people? Why? That's alcohol. That's alcohol. <laughs> that's alcohol. That liquid courage. That's liquid uh, courage. Exactly. That's, so that's wait. So you devil. had you had a similar experience to Ric Flair and Dr. versus Jack Veneno. I don't know. I don't know. Where he had to drop the title because the fan he was getting so much heat from the fans that he thought he was going to get stabbed. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just, it's weird. It happens, like, when we were in our, our, TV, our TV debut with, with uh, 
MLW in Chicago, if you look back at that tape, it, you could Google it. It's on it's on YouTube if you haven't seen it. But, yeah, the fans just start going absolutely nuts. They throw everything in the ring. They start going crazy. And, and I have full control of them, but, but you know, they – I could have made them go out of control if I wanted. I, I was pulling them exactly where they needed to go, and I took them right over the edge, and then I pulled them right back. And that's talent because you literally have them in the palm of your hand, man. Right, like, absolutely. You can get them so fucking mad, but then you can bring them back down to where they need to be to finish the match. To me, that's, that's the that's art. talent, man. To me, that's the art of wrestling. It's not the moves. To me, that's the art of wrestling. It's yeah. to being able to manipulate the emotion. That, mm. to me, is everything in professional wrestling. That's why I got into it. I got mm. into it because I, I, I was manipulated by the wrestlers. And I, and I mm. loved the power that the heels had. And I loved the triumphs that the baby faces went through. And, you know, that's, that's what connected me to the business. So I never wanted to do a million and one high spots and, and, and all that, because it's just kind of like watching something real fast. And like, if you don't give the fans that moment in that match where something happens that they can connect to, they're going to totally forget what you did. So I always try yeah. to give them something to bite on this way. I kind of live longer and longer and longer. And, and, you know, that's why I scare do stuff to scare women because they talk. So they go home and they start telling all their friends, oh, my God, I went to this wrestling. And this guy was looking at me and started walking towards me. And, 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 your, and your heat lives on, you know. And then yeah. if, if, if a guy's there and you take a guy's, you take a guy's beer out of his hand or something like that, his buddies are going, oh, he took your beer. He was going to whoop your ass. And I'll oh, shut up. I'll kick his ass. And, my, you know, and it. It, you're just you're just toying with them and 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 it's it's really cool and some of the fans they get it and they play along and that's cool right too. right but yeah. but some of them you know get easily manipulated and you just have to figure their triggers you know well we definitely saw that we were there for the live taping of yeah we definitely were there. fusion and i saw you emasculate a fan <laughs> he just screamed out there. He's like, oh, I'll, I'll fuck you up. And you were like, come in the ring. And you, know, you look through his soul. That was screaming. No, straight up. And I saw this man just shrink into his seat. And there wasn't even a chair because he was standing by the bar. But he just yeah. sunk to like hide. This is how much... This is how much heat you got. I mean, that was the same night that there was a fan about to fight Austin Aries, right? Yeah, people go crazy. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that night. Great show, great show. Awesome. So you talk about the whole the, the, the fans in the palm of your hand. Who do you see that's a talent coming up that, that can kind of do that? Hmm. Wow. Do you see anybody? <laughs> that's why I'm asking you. <laughs> um, you know, there's... there's uh, Selena De La Renta. Mm. Oh, yes. Uh, mm. You know, MJ, MJF in a way. Mm -hmm. MJF has everybody in the palm of his hand, but also there's a, there's a bit of a tongue-in-cheek in his delivery. Mm. Um, uh, so I think, I think as he matures, he's just going to continue to get better and better and better. He's somebody that just... Uh, he just he just gets better quick. Same thing with Selena. Um, you know, it, there's not really the reason why there's really not that many people like that, and I'm pretty happy about that because you know it's my lane. The reason why is because everybody's kind of trying to compete with each other, and the competition is what's the next cool move. 
Uh, how athletic uh-huh. can we get? How many more dives can we do? Okay, we're all doing Canadian destroyers. Okay, well, I'm going to do it <laughs> off the top rope. Um, I'm going to do it off the balcony. Okay, I'm going to do it off the top of the building. So, so while they're competing with themselves doing that, I'm just over here going, I'm not doing that. I'm not in that business. So that's allowing me to stand out. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to develop the mindset of, of Jacob Fatu like that, because Jacob Fatu is a very special performer. Mm. He's incredibly athletic, but he's also incredibly believable and he has a fantastic look and he's a bad son of a bitch. So it's a lot easier to get somebody over as a tough guy when they are and they know it and they believe it. The fans, they, the fans buy it because they can see it's real. So, so Jacob is somebody that I believe is going to be a very, very great manipulator um, in, in the coming years. And he's, he's doing, I don't know if you guys saw the main event for, for, uh, um, uh, super fight, MLW super fight, LA oh. park versus Jacob's Fatu. Of course. Yeah. So, so that match was just absolutely phenomenal. And, and that is a roller coaster ride that, I want to promote uh, in professional wrestling. That's mm. something that I want to always be an architect to help construct something that is an emotional roller coaster ride that everybody believes. It doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't no. have to be perfect. It doesn't have to look like a, a Jet Li movie. Mm-mm. You know, it, it, right, right. it can look it could like be a Raging Jackie Bull. Chan movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Raging Bull. yeah, yeah. It's Raging yeah. Bull, man, it's drama. It's uh-huh. drama, and, and we're selling drama, and we want we want to make moments. We're making movies. We're mm. making moments for people to connect with and for people to to feel, you know. And 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 that's the type of wrestling I want to be associated with, and that's why I'm with MLW. That's why I'm with mm. PCW Ultra, and that's why I'm with Defy mainly, um, mm. because these are companies that have a feeling. They 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 give the audience something more than just moves, and I and I think that's incredibly important. I think that that that, that's incredibly important to a company's success, because if you just watch it like a car crash, pretty soon you're going to get tired or you're going to see it. Okay, I saw it. What's next? So I think you really need to sink your teeth into the consumer and and you and you need to have them connected. They have to have feelings. They have to they have to go through stuff with you. And, mm-hmm. and if they, if you can get them to go through stuff with you, then they're going to be less apt to leave. You know, they, they, they can stay for years and years and years. And then you have a, an audience that you can continue to tell these stories to. And, you know, you're hoping that, that you have a receptive audience and that's really all you want. And, and if you treat them right, then, you know, you're going to have that, you know, it's, it's just a, it's just a, a business based on these formulas that have worked for so many years. There's no, there's no need to reinvent the wheel. Like it, it is what it is. Curious. Were, were you calling the match tonight? Uh, we'll leave that for, for behind the curtain, but, oh. but <laughs> <laughs> now, now Joseph, we'll have a quick question. Speaking about uh, Jacob Fatu and the country unit, any recruits for 2020? Ooh, I like oh Ooh. yeah. There's there, there is, there is plenty of recruits for 2020. Um, lots of things are going to happen. Lots of yes. interesting things are going to happen. Uh, MLW has a really great way of just always going, well, look at this. And then now we got this and now look what's in our back pocket. You know, they got a very good way of constantly giving the fans, uh, presents and, and, and giving them gifts that, that, that they, they just are eating up, you know? So 
you're going to see a lot of cool stuff from MLW. We're, we're all on the right ship if you're watching this company. Oh, man. Yes, that's awesome. That that's awesome. That. Oh, I can't wait. That. I can't wait. That shit excites me, baby. Where are your pants? So will there be any more Fatus joining Contra? Yes. yes. Perhaps Although, Sefa? There's only one Fatu. There's only oh, one Fatu. Oh, oh, there's only one Jacob enough. Fatu. Jacob Fatu is okay. the future of professional wrestling. Jacob Woo! Fatu is going to be the Brock Lesnar of the 2020s. He is going to mm. be the biggest star in professional wrestling. And he's probably going to be one of the biggest stars ever in the history of professional wrestling. Jeez. And I said that. Yeah. Get on the Jacob Fatu train because we are, me and Jacob are special. As mm. far as a as far as a duo, and we have so much more to bring and so much more to give. Uh, but Jacob Fatu is the legit man. I mean, and and he is going to be the guy. So MLW uh, having Jacob Fatu and myself for quite a while is a really really good play for MLW, and it's going to make wrestling really really interesting. Wow, and that's the that's thing awesome. that I think we're most excited about is because right now MLW. Uh, the people haven't really gotten a big taste of you, like actually performing, right? Yeah, it's kind of like you're, you're, I see it as the the brains behind the operation, and it's true, a manager role in a way, right? And, yeah, yeah, and, 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 and I, I, I only see you growing. Yeah, like how are you enjoying this role? It, it's uh, the most fun I've had in wrestling in a very long time. Wow, um, it's more of an acting role. And I'm really enjoying it because I've done all the bumps. I've, I've been around for, for forever and a day. I've won all the championships. I've, I've main evented all the countries. I've, I've done it. So in order to get me excited now, you know, I have to be doing something different. My brain is very creative, so I need changes to happen. And I need things that have depth and I need things that, that have levels to them. And this character is, is I, like... A lot of people would have been very uncomfortable to just start doing something completely new. I was not uncomfortable. I was welcoming it. I really, really enjoy it. And um, I'm just excited for the future because there's just so much stuff that we can do. It's crazy. Uh, we had Selena on Shooting the Ish while back. She's an alum of uh, HBC over here. And yeah. uh, she mentioned the same thing. Like, you know, unfortunately, due to her injury, she was kind of offered the opportunity for that role and she just like loved it yeah relished in it and then just uh, the creativity the ability the opportunities the opportunities to improv and especially you know when you have a command on the microphone like you do I i'm looking forward to what's coming next i mean every time you guys come on the screen it it's you have to stay and watch uh yeah you guys are captivating right, right. and like you said fatu is a bad man. Yeah. So, so Fatu is like a, a tank coming through the sky. I mean, he's such a dangerous competitor. I mean, he has talking, so much levity with him. Even though he's a big dude, he's oh, light. Light on his he, feet. He's like you've never seen. I mean, I, I dare to say he's better than Umaga. And, and I mean, a lot, a lot of people have compared Fatu to Umaga. And all the respect in the world to Umaga. What a... Once-in-a-lifetime incredible performer. But Jacob Fatu is Jacob Fatu. He's mm. not anybody else. And I think Jacob Fatu brings something entirely different. I think the package with him and myself is something that the wrestling business hasn't seen in a very long time since Ooh. Gary Hart and the Great Muda or, or something like that. So I'm really enjoying this. I Everything is uh, – it fits like a glove. 
the the promo style, the 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 verbiage. Uh, you know, this is all coming out of, you know, you know, th this is all coming out of our brains, you know, and, 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 and it's a collective effort, obviously, but, but this is all stuff that, that we're very comfortable in this lane. So, uh, yeah, man, it's just great. It's really super exciting. And like I said, I'm having the most fun I've had in a very, very long time. You can tell, That's we can awesome. tell it shows in the work, man. Do you guys Thank have you. any, um, any dream tag, tag teams you want to face off with or, you know, you just tell um, everybody, fuck it. <laughs> you know, we, 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 we worked, uh, with, uh, the Lucha brothers and it was, uh, it was did you work banger banger? Did you work? You banger. are a humble man. I will say <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> we, uh, it, it, it was, it was, uh, a lot better than I expected. I didn't know that our styles would mesh as well. Um, uh, we worked with uh, Los Parks. Uh, that was oh. really fantastic. Um, you know, I don't really have any dream matches. I just, you know, the, all the all the guys that that I would like to wrestle uh, have unfortunately passed away. Mm. So, I mean, I would have loved to be in there with Bruiser Brody. Um, I would have loved to be in there with Macho Man Randy Savage oh, or man. or Rick Rude or or you know guys like that. I you know we worked with the Rock and Roll Express uh, a, a couple weeks ago. Okay. Um, you know, that was pretty fun, you know, um, but me and Jacob are pretty brutal and we go pretty hard, um, you know, so it's really um, somebody that that works with us really has to tie those boots on real tight and they got to bring it because we're coming. Um, we, we, we don't go down. We keep coming and coming and coming. We're like a nightmare. So one that's so, I'm living tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah so so I don't really have many many uh, uh, dream matches, but really you know the dream is to make the most money. So wherever okay. we're gonna get paid the most, you know we're right. we're loving that match the most. Oh, man. Well, <laughs> now now Joseph, being in this business for twenty plus years, my question to you is. Do you have any favorite cities, countries that you've worked in and that you love working in, and you? eventually maybe want to go back um i have a a, a real fondness for puerto rico um <laughs> i i fit like a glove in puerto rico uh, um, hey. I, I learned a lot there um the people are just so passionate there if they love you they love you and they hate you they hate you so you know if, if you're if you're on their bad side i mean they'll burn your car up they'll throw things at you they'll they'll they'll, uh, they'll piss piss in a in a cup and sling it at you they'll throw dirty diapers at you but if they love you, sounds like Philly. If they love you, they'll they'll invite you to their home to eat. You know, so uh, so I, I really like Puerto Rico. So um, you love that Benin. Talk about it. That, that, oh, and that's yeah. exactly what I was gonna say. You know that Joseph likes arroz con gandule with the pastelitos. <laughs> I, I, I eat pretty much anything. I, I always get over with, with when I when I'm a guest to somebody because I always try everything. So. Oh, that's um, awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, Japan is, 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 uh, I don't really, uh, I would like to go there with Fatu. Um, I've been there and done that. Um, I really like the country more than the wrestling. I, I don't mm. fit, like, if it was the 70s, I feel like I'd fit a lot better in Japan. Um, but now it's just, it's just a lot different. It's more Americanized and a high spot style, which, which, uh, I'm not into that. Um, but Puerto Rico was very dramatic. Um, and then for some weird reason, I mean, LA is great. I mean, I've had just such great 
matches in LA, but uh, Seattle as well. Seattle's amazing in Chicago. Man, I don't know. I can't pick. <laughs> Those are uh, all so loud, loud ass crowds. Yeah. Well, that's Those what I like. I like. I, I like. I like those types of crowds. I like the lights out. I like a light on top of the ring. I like people that are not afraid to lose their inhibitions. I want them to throw stuff in the ring when they're mad. Yeah. Yes. I I want a dangerous atmosphere. I like putting my hand near the fire. I like feeling the danger. It makes me feel alive. Mm. When I was, when I was a kid, I used to, well, I still do. I used to go to hardcore shows and dude, I mean, the 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 dirtiest of the dirty nasty hardcore shows fighting all night drinking all night going crazy and you know that's kind of how i grew up so and then i went straight to puerto rico and it's like i just like that i like that element mm. of danger you know it just feels yeah, comfortable. that's awesome where were these shows located the hardcore shows mm-hmm. uh fort lauderdale miami okay yeah real 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 Gang affiliated, sick of it all. I mean, we got uh, mad ball. Jersey soon, man. Oh yeah, Jesus. man. Yeah, I love Jersey too, man. Um, Jake, Joseph, we 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 like once again thank you for giving us your time, man, today. And sorry about the whole mix up in the beginning. Oh, you're good, man. Um, thanks for being patient with us, man. Great talking to you, man. We learned a lot, and we. We covered a lot that we wanted to cover, but we wanna we wanna end this like we always do with around the chair shots, it's like quick lightning round. Yeah, um, I'll do it. Quick answers, whatever comes to you, straight to your head. All right. Okay. All right, the most me. organic, the <laughs> most authentic responses that come to mind. Okay, <laughs> I'll do my best. <laughs> all, all we right. know. <laughs> all, right. all right. So, what's your favorite cheat meal? Uh, macaroni and cheese. Nice, nice, nice. Favorite movie? Boogie Nights. Ooh, okay. Oh, okay. Boogie Nights. Dirk Diggler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you had a superpower, what would it be? Invisible. Nice. Ooh, like <laughs> you creep. <laughs> that, would be, that would be mine too, baby. Everything. I would steal everything. <laughs> I would steal everything. Any influence there. Yeah, I would be at all the banks, man. <laughs> <laughs> What's one person you would want to meet, real or fictional? Um, Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, nice, nice. Real and fictional. Yes. He covered both. <laughs> uh, worst purchase you've ever made. Oh, it has to be wrestling gear from some so-called gear maker. Oh, yeah, yeah, I to say that. <laughs> it's, it's so worse. It's always worse. Gear makers and pro wrestling. I always say when I'm done with everything I, I do, or maybe I'm just going to get a bunch of seamstress on the side and just start a gear making business because the gear, the gear business in professional wrestling is the jankiest business in the world. Oh, it's man. just so many ripoffs. I mean, I can understand from their end too always dealing with broke people. I mean, but I always got money. I'm ready to pay for my stuff, <laughs> yeah. and I always get just janky stuff. So, yeah, gear makers. I, I always got to buy three or four things to get one thing. Damn, that's crazy. Fuck. Yeah, it sucks. You just, hit, you just hit on the market right there. <laughs> and this man's an entre- entrepreneur. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he is. Dumbest way you've been injured. Dumbest way I've been injured. Aren't they all dumb? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, what the fuck? 
jeez. I got to think about this one. There's been uh, that many. No, I mean, I mean, uh, I guess injuries would require surgery. I mean, not, I mean, mm. I, there's a difference between being hurt and being injured, but very true. Uh, and, you know, one time I was in practice with uh, Carlito Cologne and, and uh, Primo Cologne, and uh, nice. I was doing a, uh, an elbow and off the top rope and, you know, back to the Macho Man. And then uh, my partner was, was a little too close, so I, I bailed out of it. And, and when I bailed out of it, I blew my ACL. Oh, oh shit! Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I guess I mean it was. It, uh, I guess that was was dumb. I mean, I mean, no, that was but, selfless, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was trying not to hurt him. You know? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and listen, close. we've seen the other end of that. We we was yeah. uh, at a wrestling factory uh, at uh, what is it, Monster Factory? Monster Factory. And yeah, we yeah. saw someone land right uh, at elbow drop, right on the face. Yeah. And busted the nose right open. You know, and it wasn't oh, yeah. but like I can picture you avoiding that. You know. Yeah, it it takes oh, me a man. while. It takes me a long while to trust somebody, and it's it's really funny when you're giving your body up to somebody on the road that you've never met, and mm. nine times, you know, every let's say every once in a while, the person's a real fucking idiot, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, you got to kind of, you know manipulate a situation of hey man uh let's uh let's get them next time let's uh let's try each other on like a pair of shoes let's see if we fit tonight and if everything works out next time we wrestle we'll we'll get that that in you know but I, yep. i'm not gonna do anything with somebody i mean i've got a wife and and i've got a life and i'm not i'm not trying to uh to trust somebody that i feel is incompetent at the job mm. what's a useless talent you may have a useless talent I may have. Oh, for some weird reason, I could remember everybody who's ever had, you know, every celebrity who's married to who and what and, and where they've been on what show. Just all this useless knowledge, I guess. But <laughs> So you're a regular old TMZ, huh? Yeah. <laughs> not, not so much. I guess, I guess saying who they're married to. Like, I, like, I guess, like, you know, like. For instance, if I watched the Jeffersons, I'd just be like, oh, Roxy Roker, that's Lenny Kravitz's mom. And she uh, was married to Lisa Bonet. He was married to Lisa Bonet. And I don't know. I just, I know all that stupid stuff for some reason. Okay. It just sticks. I don't know. Were you an only child? No, but I okay. kind of grew up like one. Ah, I, you see? My brother was older and and my sister was a lot younger by 10 years. And oh, um, some stark difference. Yeah, so I, I did a lot of time on my own. I was always kind of a, not so much a loner where I didn't have friends, but more like I was smart enough to be okay with being with myself. And I Ooh, got to know I love myself. How you said that. Yeah, I got to know myself early. So I have a real awareness uh, about certain things and common sense and stuff like that when it, as it pertains to me personally. Because I, I kind of, I think as a youngster, I, I kind of spent a lot of time on my own figuring out kind of what I like and what I want. And, and yeah, just, just, I, I, I was never steered by other people. Mm. All right. Um, other than Calabro Sicilian, what do you, what do you other languages may you speak or not? If you do uh, a little bit of carny. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, but, uh, but no, no, nothing, nothing, just English. Um, you know, no, you didn't pick up crazy. any Spanish. You know, when I'm somewhere, uh, like I was there for like a year. So yeah, when I was there, but I, I never exercised it when I left. 
Uh, same thing with Japan. I would go to Japan for like a couple weeks stints and, you know, I'd, I'd come back and I'd be speaking English and, and, you know, and, and then, you know li- little, little Japan, you know, little Japanese phrases and stuff like that. And, and then you and lose everything. it. And then I lose it just because I didn't continue. I was on to the next thing, you know. Mm. Do you watch sports? Uh, not really. I don't, I don't really watch, uh, I, I just watch like kind of dramas, um, and comedies. Ooh, Ray Donovan. Ray Donovan. Liz Schreiber. Yeah. How how would you feel about him uh, playing Benoit in the movie? You know, I was really excited about that because that was kind of the the deal a few years back. They were saying that and God, he just, you know, the way his I, I don't know. He just looks like him. Um, yeah, he does. Way. He does. A you lot, know? a lot, a lot, a lot taller. But Yeah, yeah. But, but, they but can, the thing they is, can, he's, a, he's such a virtual actor. And, yeah, and they he, could fudge he that could, in the movie, you know. I guess you're right. I didn't think about them CGIing it. I yeah. just saw well, they can, the they can just the way they shoot it and stuff like that. They can figure it out. I just saw the Irishman this weekend, and you mentioned before Raging Bull. Make sure you check it out. But it's a, it's an over a three hour movie, right? Oh, dude, anything but a masterpiece. Yeah, a masterpiece. De Niro's the greatest of all time. Any, but not just De Niro, Pesci. Right. I mean, it was an incredible cast. But the crazy yeah. part about it is most of the movie is them CGI'd because it's all in reference to them being younger. Right. So it's it, kind of crazy. It's, it's eerie to see. Okay. It's like a little creepy. Yeah, like the, like De Niro looks kind of like uh, De Niro in uh, Bronx Tale. Okay. okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. uh, dad. And, you know, and it's all CGI, you can tell. But it's just kind of creepy because it's like that aspect of the, they were still able to pull it off and it was real for you. But yet Man. this was a fantasy. So I, what when a, you're telling me about Liv Schreiber, I'm like, I could, now with that, I can see that. You know? What a good deal, man, for guys like De Niro because oh. he could be making money for so many more years. For now. so many more years. You, you know who I would look forward to coming out like that? Clint Eastwood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Imagine how he would kill it. Oh, man. Yeah. Sorry, Pretty I got cool. lost in the movie. I'm a movie <laughs> Well, no, it's cool because speaking of heels, uh, what's your favorite role? I mean, who's your favorite heel? Wow. Movie heel? Uh, heel, movie, wrestling, whatever. Um, life. Heel of life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I don't, I, like, I, I, I don't get inspiration like, like that, but... Uh, not that you asked me my inspiration, but I, I when I think of like uh, how to connect to something, I, I I think more in phrasing and the way things are said, and I kind of create like this. I don't like to get influenced by anybody else, so I don't really pay that much attention to that. But if mm-hmm. I had to think like right off the top of my head, I would probably say Max Cady, uh, Max De Niro, Cady, De Niro, and Cape Fear. Oh. Yeah, he's he's sadistic. So yeah, oh my yeah. God. Well, that's that's the way my like uh, as oh I, I would Charles Manson's another one. Mm, I, okay. I I just like everything Manson did. Um, his interview with Tom Sawyer or oh my like, Tom God. Snyder. Uh, oh my just, God! Oh, so I pull so much out of those interviews. Um, okay, because that's of the phrasing. Cool. His phrasing is so like I did a character right before this character that was more of a more of like a cult leader. And uh, there's if you go to like uh, allviolenceislegal.com, uh, there's <laughs> there's there's like a, a propaganda part. It was the War Beast character was was this Joseph character. It's where it kind of developed. Where where the the original uh, uh, I started developing it, and it was basically 
a Max Cady meets Father Yod from the Source family meets Charles ah. Manson. And then it was very lyrical with like a lot of the music I listen to and books I read and, and things like that. So, so uh, I just kind of made this, you know, this big goulash of, of all this um, kind of supernaturally weird stuff. But I thought it came off really well. And, and, and I've got Fatu in the group, and Brody King was in the group, and Mil Muertes, and Kevin Sullivan. And oh, it, it was, yeah, it was really dope. It was like a, a, a nod to the old school, like 80s Dungeon of Doom, but like, yep. yeah, you know, but more violent. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. That's, wow. that's crazy. Always more violent. Never enough violence. Yeah. More important, face or heel? Well, if I'm selling merch, I like to be a baby face. But if I'm okay. but, but I'm not, I, I feel I, I feel much more comfortable in the role of heel. Um, uh, the heel steers the ship, and and the heel can can really the the formulas of old when we didn't wrestle fifty fifty. The heels really uh, took the baby face by the reins, and the baby face knew when to rev up and when to open up for the heel and when to do his part. But the heel really dictated the pace of the match. So I always liked being in control of the match because I felt like I was a good person to have the reins for the people. And if you were in control of the match, you had the reins of being in control of the people. And I always felt like I was, I was good enough to pull that off. So I always liked being a heel in that, in that regard. Awesome, man. That's um, pretty cool. Do you have any pre-show rituals? Uh, besides running around fixing problems until oh it's my time to go on. Hold on, I don't got my putting out flames, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Just so that's that's, that's that's I just if you see me behind the scenes at a show, I'm usually just running around um, because there's just such there's a million and one things that uh, it's weird. Like I mean, it's 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 like uh, what color do you want this red or blue? <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. it's it's <laughs> questions like that. Yeah, and then there's like you know, the camera stopped working or, you know, just there's a million and one. We forgot this. Uh, so the record so button yet. doesn't work. Yeah. The record <laughs> button doesn't work. <laughs> word. It's everything that's not it. in the job description, right? Yeah, it's oh, all the intangibles, all the yes. mesh, all the crap that happened. So, I'm usually, But it makes sense. It makes sense well, now why you've been able to have so much experience and are, and are being, you know, kind of rewarded with that opportunity moving forward. Yeah, it's 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 something that I've been in that uh, in that frying pan for such a long time that I've realized there's always going to be something that goes wrong, and not to try to control it, but but be kind of confident that if something goes wrong, because it will, you have the skills to be able to fix it and move forward. Exactly. So it's a completely different mindset that I have now than I used to have, which is probably why I've graduated and I'm starting to do more and more things and, and, uh, which is a great transition for me because it's all about longevity in this business. So being able to start off setting up rings and selling popcorn and programs to be to where I'm, I'm, you know, putting on shows. Um, it's just, it's just, um, to me, it's the natural gravitation of, of graduating into something more and, you know, and, and on and on and on and continually graduating into a, a higher class of knowledge, which, you know, is, is exactly where I want to be because I love this business. Awesome. Uh, with all that said, man, you have any last message you would like to give to your fans? Yeah. Um, so on 
December 5th, uh, MLW is going to be at the Melrose Ballroom in Queens, New York. We're going to be there for the Opera Cup. It's the first time this has happened in, I think, like 50 years. It's, a, it's an old Canadian cup, and, and, and the company has the original cup from Stu Hart. Wow. Um, this is a, yeah, it's a really interesting yeah, that's event. Amazing. And, and the event the is off the hook. I mean, I'm at this point in my life where I'm really just taking – really really stellar events so you know I'm, I'm i have the luxury of being able to pick and choose so this event is phenomenal uh next week uh, me and fatu this this weekend me and fatu are in phoenix arizona uh for uh, pcw arizona and then we go to defy for november 30th and november 31st where we have wrestle summit 2 and we're presenting nice. that with pcw ultra Defy Wrestling and Progress from the UK. Nice. Uh, so, nice. so that's a really, really big deal. Um, and, wow. uh, and then PCW Ultra is going to be having a, a, a four-year anniversary, uh, January 1st, 2020. And um, it's going to be me and Fatu in a steel cage against Outlaws Inc., Homicide, and Eddie Kingston. Oh yeah, so, fire. yeah, that's going to be absolutely nuts. We've oh, been man. just killing each other. Me and Homicide had a dog collar match. Eddie Kingston and Fatu yes, and I yeah, quit I match. We, yep. Things just have been going you know, completely off the Richter scale with those guys because they're real and they're believable and they yep. beat the living shit out of us. And we beat the living shit out of them and the people can smell it. They know it's real. So, so yeah, so, so we're doing a lot of good stuff. Those three companies mainly – um, I'm super, super proud and happy to be involved with uh, PCW Arizona is something that I'm cultivating with some good friends of mine, Don Vitale, um, and we got two cold Scorpio there and, and, and we're starting to build Arizona because uh, we want wrestling to be really, really good and really tight and have really great events in Arizona. Awesome, man. Awesome. Wow. That's pretty cool. OCC will definitely be in the building of Melrose. We'll definitely How yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, that's going to be definitely, a great one. Definitely. So we got, we got the, uh, the, the Battle Hearts, I believe they're called, SEMA, and, and, and uh, uh, um, these guys are all coming in from Japan um, uh, against Contra Unit uh, at that Opera Cup. So oh, that's going to be nuts. Oh, yeah, so nuts. Yeah, it's going to be real good. Where can they find you on social media, Joe? So uh, I'm at Joseph Samael, which is uh, J-O-S-E-F, as in Frank, uh, S-A-M-A-E-L, at Joseph Samael on Twitter, at Joseph Samael on Instagram. Um, I'm sure you can find my Facebook uh, same way. And then uh, allviolenceislegal.com, pcwultra.com, mlw.com, defywrestling.com. And uh, yeah, man. That's awesome. Beautiful. All right, boys. Thank you so much, man. It's a privilege and honor, man. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Have a wonderful night. You too. Take care, guys. Thank you. You as well.